0: What's going on, guys? My name is Josh.
1: And this is Kirsten.
0: And you are listening to the What's Happening Idaho podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. We are excited to come to you with this episode. We have a special guest here in studio with us, but before we get to that, let's do our regular thing. Kirsten, do we have anything going on this week?
1: Okay, we have our Liberty Dinner on April 25th from 6 to 9 at Stillwater Hollow, and we've got Rep Brent Crane and candidates Brian Lenny and Rachel Hazlip and Mike Moyle. So we'd love to see you out there. It's $15 this time. We're doing a simpler dinner, and we hope you can come.
0: Awesome. Yeah. There's also the Rally the Vote that is being put on by Janice McGean's team. That's on May 4th at 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. here in the Treasure Valley. It's a free admission. You can bring your family. There is no location announced yet, though. But again, May 4th, they're going to have Dr. James Lindsay, Michelle Malkin, Stu Peters, Senator Wendy Rogers from Arizona, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lomer. I probably said that wrong. Of course, Janice McGean mm-hmm. will be there. Representative and candidate for Secretary of State Dorothy Moon, uh, Brian Smith, who's running against Mike Simpson for Congress, and Kevin Miller will be the events MC. So it should be a lot of fun. We're excited for that event. Yeah, that's I'm going to awesome.
1: go. Yeah, I want to
0: ex- go. I'm excited to hear her because last time I don't remember why I didn't go. I think I was sick or I just was exhausted or I buried think in exhausted.
1: work. Yeah, yeah, it was really good.
0: Yeah. So other exciting things happening. We are talking and working on a what's happening. And then North Idaho, not just what's happening in Idaho, yeah. Because it's hard for us, you know. We we can get guests on via you know Bluetooth, get them on, and we've done that in the mm-hmm. past. But there's so much that happens in North Idaho that we're missing. It'd be really great if we had it to where we had people on the ground
1: mm-hmm. who are
0: doing those. So uh, I am working on that right now. That's another thing coming. And then we have to also have. Reagan in studio. We've talked about what's happening oh, at of no. you, you live right by here.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I could do it. I, I told Emily, like we've, we want her back on. I think she's, I don't know. She's what, 13? She's evidently got a busy little schedule. I have no idea. I'll ask her again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and get into why we got here. Today, our special guest is candidate for Senate District 20, Rosa Martinez. Rosa, how are you?
2: Hi, great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: We're excited to have you. You know, you, you're you making a lot of waves, right? Your opponent is, I mean, he is somebody that is, I would say, important in Idaho politics. And people at first were kind of dismissive of your campaign. Mm-hmm. And you're making a lot of waves.
2: Well, I mean, I think first and foremost, when you come out with the truth and you come out um, with the campaign that everyone thought that my opponent had you know and that's huge I'm very transparent I'm very honest sometimes to a fault and I know it rubs some people wrong but you know good or bad you know people need to know now my run is not a personal attack on my opponent it really isn't I'm sure he's a nice guy but what has been occurring in Idaho for years is very scary Mm -hmm. And so my job is to combat that. At the age of 19, I became a certified crime intelligence analyst. I took an oath to the Constitution, not to a party, not to a union, not to a group, but to the Constitution. And throughout my career, I took the oath a couple more times. And yes, I have semi-retired, But that means nothing when it comes to your oath. Your oath does not expire. Mm -hmm. And so when COVID happened and everything was getting shut down, you know, I am a hermit. I like to stay by myself, I'm more comfortable there. And so I would just sit in the back corner and just watch things. And at the Capitol, there's a lot to watch. You know, it seems a lot of boring nonsense. But when you watch patterns and you watch, People, You know, when I started my career, I was profiling serial killers. I got bored with that and went into counterterrorism. There's a lot of knowledge in my head. There's a lot of experience. And so while I was sitting there and I was tracking things and putting things together, huge red flags came up. And I noticed that, you know, all of the good bills that were for the people, if you notice, they never started in the Senate, but that's where they died. Mm-hmm. And it, when you think of why, you think of my opponent. My opponent is the head of the Senate, you know. And so we would try to get bills. My whole thing is, you know, I watch things on a global level and on a national level. And then, you know, everything trickles down. And I saw a pattern that was very, very disturbing for me. I'm fifth generation law enforcement. My dad, my great grandfather's brother, my cousins, my uncles. I mean, my sister was in law enforcement. You name it, okay? It runs deep. My husband's a fire captain. So for me, what I saw happening in California, you know, with all these mandates and all these unconstitutional orders, and we have just the amount of people being forced to either get the jab or wear the mask or be terminated, I couldn't let that happen. Because what we were losing was our front line. Our first responders are the line between tyranny and the citizens. If we get rid of the good line, what do we have? We have nothing. We're sitting ducks. So my focus was to protect them. And so I put in people's ears, like, hey, let's let's get bills to help our first responders. Let's get bills to help our line so they can help us. We need that. And more importantly, we owe it to them. They are always sacrificing for us. We need to put forth and make sure that we're their shield. And so perfect example was um, HB 140. And that one was to ensure that our employees, our state employees or anything affiliated with the government could not be forced mandated for vaccines. And I was so excited to be part of that. Priscilla Giddings was very, very powerful in pulling that and sponsoring that bill. And it passed the House. And then it died in the Senate. And I asked my opponent why. And he refused to talk to me. And finally, so I started going to the the Lincoln days. And I said, well, eventually he'll have to speak to me and nothing. But Fred Martin, Senator Fred Martin did say that I could call him. Mm -hmm. Let's discuss this. And then he told me that the bill would never be heard in the Senate because Ayaki doesn't want it to be heard. And I was like, well, what in the world is Ayaki? Well, it turns out that it's the lobbyists who they pretty much call all the shots in the Capitol. And so I was like, well, no, they're not legislative advisors as the Senate believes they are. That's the people. That's our job. And so, you know, it's the hospitals and the insurance companies and the Pfizer, the Johnson & Johnson, all of these companies who make huge profits pushing all of this stuff are the ones making the calls. And so I just was not okay with that. And so we tried it a different way in to try to get it as a civil rights matter. And that went absolutely nowhere. Until this past year, our representative, Jason Monks, was able to get it passed in the House. And then again, never heard in the Senate. My opponent went on TV and, you know, was very excited on how he puts certain bills in certain committees because he knows that that's where they're going to die. And pretty much that's the last straw. My job is to ensure the Constitution stays and his should be as well. And that's not where his focus is. And then I learned about, you know, I started tracking all the bills. I'm kind of a history buff. My great-grandfather fought against Franco and he always told me from when I was a little girl, when they come for your water, they're going to come for your food and then they're going to come for you. And that's exactly what's happening here. And people didn't realize it. And so I actually sounded like a crazy woman when I am going in to testify at the Capitol against SB 1015. And for those who don't know, SB 1015 was to take away our Idaho law law stating that no contaminants could be in our water and to protect Idahoans from that. Whoever contaminated the water was going to be in charge of cleaning it up. So what happened with SB 1015 was they federalized.
0: This episode is brought to you by Idaho Prep Co. Idaho Prep Co. is a beef jerky company.
1: Yeah, they're made in Idaho.
0: Yes, that's right. Made in Idaho. You know, my favorite flavor is the sweet mango habanero. It's not too spicy. Mm -mm. It's got a nice little heat at the end, but you really can't taste any spice while eating it.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm Norwegian, and if I can eat it, it (laughs) was good. (laughs) Honestly, the pepper kind of kicked my butt a little more than the habanero. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's really good. He makes really good products, and he hasn't forgotten your furry friend. There's actually snacks for your dogs as well that the company makes.
1: You know what I love? There's no nitrates, and there's no preservatives.
0: Yeah, that's great. And as you stated, it's made in Idaho.
1: Yep. I like that they're made in small batches and handmade too.
0: Idaho Prep Co. is proud supporters of the U.S. military. And to show their appreciation, they will ship their products to all U.S. military bases worldwide for free. That's awesome. All their packages are vacuum sealed and resealable packages. Perfect for on the go or for your outdoor adventure. They're family owned and operated. And again, they're a supporter of the podcast. So if you support the podcast, please go support Idaho Prep Co. More information and ordering can be done at www.idahoprepco.com. This episode is brought to you by Faith Outdoors. Faith Outdoors is more than a gun store. It is an education hub spot. Whether you are a first-time gun buyer, an experienced shooter, or a long-range shooter, Faith Outdoors can help you find what you need to be as efficient as possible. Their staff is some of the most experienced in the Treasure Valley and is made up of retired law enforcement officers and firefighters. Faith Outdoors also is an official dealer of bench-made knives. Everything sold in store are items they recommend and use out in the field. So go visit them today, 2200 Cortland Place in Nampa, Idaho.
1: And you know what I love about Mandy and Nate? Their whole family, they're prayer warriors. So if you need prayer, they are happy to pray for you. Just email them at info at Our regulations. I grew up on
2: a military bases all over the world, I can tell you firsthand the last thing you want are the feds telling you about your water or really anything. So I said, well, what about this? This is going to lead us to exactly what happened in Flint, Michigan. And I was told, no, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, no, actually, I do. And I put everything that I had plotted out. I mean, I'm a super nerd. And so I had plotted out this complete, huge RICO Act. And how things were going, I was plotting everything out, and I brought it, and they're like, no, that's not how things work. And I said, actually, it is. And here's the evidence. And before I could actually bring in the evidence, they did a backdoor deal and took away our water. So I was able to talk to, I think it was nine of the legislators in the House to vote no, but that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so, my commitment is to ensure that Idaho stays Idaho and sovereign um because without that, you know the the bills that my opponent had voted yes for and helped bring through, like the meta, large corporate tax breaks and giving our water away and you know allowing c r t and all of these large things, when you look at who these corporations are. They don't have Idaho values, and they're against everything that Idaho stands for, at least what I thought Idaho stood for when I moved here. And so I wanted to make sure that we could keep Idaho what we thought we were moving here for. And so that's why I decided to run, because there are ways to turn these things around. We just need the right people in. And we have a lot of good fighters stepping up and taking that. We just need to make Mm. sure that we get them in. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, and the thing that people always say, which rings true, is the sin is where good bills go to die, right? Yeah. So.
2: And that was one of the things I thought was a joke. And then I sat there for three years and I'm like, whoa, no, that's like for real.
1: Yeah.
0: So let me ask you this, Rosa. Like, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of, when they saw that you were running, they just, that, she doesn't have a chance. And truly, if, if you look at it historically, going up against Winder, mm-hmm. people don't do well, right? Right. I think the closest somebody came was like 40%. Right. So people were looking at that. And what I mean, what is, what is it that you've seen as far as on the campaign trail? Because that's really changed a lot.
2: Right? right. Well, first of all, I think people underestimate me. Mm-hmm. I'm little and I look nice. Uh, What they don't realize is I was raised by a Marine. And I don't go around things, I go through things. My mom is from Spain, so I don't have a filter. And I don't care to have a filter, because I think people need to know what's actually happening. And I think they underestimated everything that's in my heart and everything that's in my brain. Mm -hmm. And so when I actually lay things out, For people to understand in a way that they can understand, they see what's actually happening, you know, and I show them the facts, I'm not speaking from my heart. You know, the first thing, when I told my dad that I wanted to get into law enforcement, I was 14 years old. And you know, 14 year old girls can be a little different. And he said, all those emotions you have, and that huge heart, get rid of it. And I did. And it's probably the only thing that's kept me sane through all of my experience. But it's also made me who I am. Mm -hmm. And my focus has always been the United States. My focus has always been, you know, history and learning what not to do. And, you know, if America is ever under attack, that's my job to step forward when COVID hit and they shut everything down. I never thought I'd have children, but I was blessed with two. And so, Mama Bear has to come out. (laughs) And as many Mama Bears stepped up, Papa Bears did too. And so, my job is to make sure that Idaho stays Idaho.
0: I do want to kind of rewind a little bit because your background that you were just talking about
1: Mm
0: -hmm. sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of Breezed right over it. You're, you did profiling of serial killers and, mm-hmm. and counterterrorism. Can you kind of talk about that? Or is there limitations to what you can say?
2: I mean, I can tell you what I did.
0: Yeah, um, that'd be great.
2: So I profiled serial killers. That's what I can talk about there. And mm-hmm. the counterterrorism with my behavioral pattern and that sort of experience that I had. And the way that I grew up. So I grew up overseas. I grew up in we'll say not friendly countries, which at the time were not, now are. My first memory, and I didn't really understand it at the time was a lot of wind in my face and a zip line type of sound. And my mom laughed it off, you know, she was from Spain, married to an American in a third country. And she goes, oh, yes. That was when the Red Brigade came in to kill us. Mm. And so the SEAL team came in and took us out of our sixth floor balcony down to the beach and onto the ship. Wow. And I was like, I just remember my sister crying a lot and you mm. telling me to go and just a lot of black. Mm. And so she was like, oh, yeah, it was no big deal. That's just what that was. And I was like, oh, OK, not a big deal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, never mind the fact that I was four years old. And, you know, from there, we moved to Spain and my dad was in security and he did intelligence as well. And so just, you know, having that and, you know, them, I missed a, quite a few bombs just by seconds, you know. Wow. I, and so I always grew up with that as something that, you know, when I finally moved stateside, I didn't know did not happen here because that's how I grew up. Hmm. And I actually laugh with one of my friends. We lived in Spain together. And he was like, hey, remember remember uh, the bomb threats that weren't threats? And then we got to go home and play Atari all day. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. And that's just how a military kid thinks about things. It was pretty cool. We got to play Atari all day. Not the fact that we were almost blown up, you know. So that's kind of, I think I'm a little bit different than normal people that Mm -hmm. I come in contact with but that being said moving here to Idaho I always felt safe and I didn't really think that we really were a red state with blue management Mm -hmm. as um, my con says and so it but it's true you know as we've seen with the voting records and everyone wants to just focus on IFF well IFF is actually on point you know if you look at the ACU Or Club for Growth, those numbers are the same as IFF. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that issue. But, you know, when you put someone with the experience that I have into something that's actually, you know, the globalist takeover, which is what we're looking at. And just today, I got from a friend how the UN, I believe it was the UN, wanted to have all of the schools the same. Yeah. It was the UNS, the United Nations calls for more regulations to be placed on homeschooling. And you have to think about, well, why? The only reason that this would be was because the UN wants governments to consolidate all education into a single system. Yeah. Well, as a history buff, you think of that. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that's what Hitler tried to do. Mm -hmm. And... If that doesn't scare you, it should. And if you're not paying attention, you might want to because it's not just that. You know, we have our law enforcement taking CRT classes mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. civics classes. That should scare you. Mm-hmm. We have even our firefighters taking the CRT uh, classes instead of civics classes. If that doesn't scare you, it should. Yeah. I have a friend that came and took the test. And was like, you're not going to believe this. The questions that they asked was CRT questions. Well, what does that have to do with firefighting? Or what? why would you not want to make sure that they can do the math before, you know, they go to take the test? Well, this friend of mine was then not allowed to take the test because they would not put a mask on. Oh, yep. Yeah. Again, when you ask yourself, how did Hitler build his regime Mm
1: -hmm.
2: well we're looking at it now and if that doesn't scare you it should and so talking to our military they're kicking them out for not getting the vaccine they're kicking them Mm -hmm. out you know and still it's just the indoctrination of all of our front line everything that is put there as a checks and balance everything that's put there to keep civilians safe if that doesn't scare you, it should. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you were mentioning that, it made me think of who's going to write that history. I know with like North Korea, they believe that the former leader, I think he they believe he ascended from the sky. There's just some crazy things that they teach. But yeah, it's it's always whose version and, and what will they take out, you know? And if you're talking about a worldwide history, are they going to want to teach about our Civil War? Mm-hmm. How is that going to be relevant? You know, relevant to people in Nigeria or Egypt. Mm -hmm. It's not. And then are we going to learn about theirs? It just, it doesn't make sense. It's easy to to lose a lot of history when you do something like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing with that is they should learn ours and we should learn theirs, right? What actually happened. So I moved here as a preteen. And a lot, when I moved here, I was three grades ahead of where the kids in the United States were. Why? Because my education was different. It wasn't, you know, boggled down with, you know, the nonsense that we have here. And so I was reading three grades up. My math was three grades up. I did my math a little different than they do here. And that was even before Common Core. Mm -hmm. So I think that we are doing ourselves a disservice if we do not learn, you know, other countries' history. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of what I learned was. I was blessed to be able to go to other countries and learn directly from them. My husband and I actually, we took a little jaunt over to, to Germany. And I walked through, well, we walked through the concentration camps. Mm. And we spoke to the people who actually were in there or who lost relatives or who actually worked those concentration camps. And me having no filter, I asked the hard questions how could you let this happen? How? And their answer was always simple. We were scared.
1: Wow. Well,
2: what's happening here? Mm-hmm. You know, with the face mask, do people really care that you have or don't have a face mask? No. They are coming at you out of fear because of all the propaganda. Well, it's nothing different than what happened then.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: if you look at it from a sociologies or a psychology kind of standpoint, you can see how easy it was for that to happen, right? And you see families being split. You know, some families are, you know, very scared of, you know, Mm -hmm. the COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're ready to get their seventh jab or whatever number we're on, right? And there's other people in the same family who are like, yeah, you will never touch me with any of that. Yeah. And I will never put a mask on. So it's very easy to rip those families apart. And as far as whose who's history are we going to learn, we have to be very careful and we have to ask questions. We have to be very open to all sides of history. So my, my great-grandfather would always give my mom, he raised my mom, and would always give her all of the newspapers, not because he believed everything in all of them, but because he wanted her to learn everyone's point of view so she can make up her own mind, right? And that's kind of how I was raised as well. And a lot of my so-called news, I get it from all over the world. Why? Because all over the world, they have different points of view, and they're not, they're not as censored as we are here. So somewhere in all of these newspapers from all over the world is some truth. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at what's actually happening and you look at it from a point of view of critical thinking, you'll come to a truth, right? And from that, you can believe or not believe or, you know, kind of learn. But when you see everything being taken away and all the books, you know, taken away and replaced with these obscene materials mm-hmm. um, that should make you worried. Yeah. It really, really should. You know, I mean, a simple ABC book has been turned into a hate yourself and hate everyone else type of thing. Be scared of other people. And that should never be allowed, especially not in our schools, not in our libraries, mm-hmm. you know,
0: Rosa, when you're elected, if you win this election, mm mm-hmm. What are some of the key things you want to get started on and working on right away?
2: Well, everything that we've been trying to do, basically. I mean, I've, I've been rallying for a lot of great bills that have all died in the Senate or not even gotten that far. I want to get our water back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to give the people their money back. We're overtaxed, mm-hmm. let's face it. Even if we didn't have the federal money in the reserve, we're actually overtaxed as is. And our constitution says that we have to have a balanced budget. It does not mean a surplus of our money. And especially now with the the inflation the way it is, why are we paying taxes on food? We need food to survive. And the way that those prices are skyrocketing, Mm -hmm. why didn't we get any real help? And I say real help because if you're paying 6% on food, a loaf of bread used to cost you a couple bucks and now it's upwards of 6 That's a huge tax, you know, Mm. inflated that you're getting Mm -hmm. or paying, I should say. Uh, There's no reason to do that. The gas tax, we've been trying to get that pushed. Again, the price of gas has gone crazy. Why are we paying huge taxes on gas? We need the gas to get to work. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when we can't pay that? Yeah. People are going to start losing their jobs. Let's be smart about this. Why are we giving millions of dollars in tax breaks to large corporations with lots of money and we can't give people a tax break right Mm -hmm. even if it is you know for a while but let's face it we still get so many taxes in here as is and we do have a lot of resources here in Idaho that if we actually did this correctly we may not have to pay taxes you know it's something I would have to look into a little further but that would be one thing the other thing that I've been a very, very strong advocate for is stopping the mandates, especially for our first responders, but especially for everyone. I shouldn't just say first responders. It should be for everyone. But we do need to protect our front line.
1: Small businesses are the lifeblood of our economy. Two in every three jobs are created by small business. They support our local schools, charities, churches, and more. This is exactly why we love to help small businesses grow. Our custom tailored solutions allow all facets of your marketing to work in a symbiotic way, helping you increase revenue from web design to social media marketing, from local search engine optimization to managing your online reviews. Our custom solutions are built for you. Visit us today at silohillweb.com.
2: And so, you know, I will push to get 140 pushed all the way through. CRT needs to get out of our schools, no matter what you call it. You know, in Spain, we say, no matter how you dress the monkey, it's still a monkey, (laughs) right? So we need to protect our children. I do believe that the money should follow the student. And I know that there's, it's a little scary for some people. But um, part of my training is to follow the money. And so there's ways to ensure that the people who want the... Money gets it. There are people who don't want the money. And their wishes should be followed as well. Um, The money can follow the child without the strings attached. Because after all, that's our money that we're putting in to pay taxes. So there shouldn't be any strings attached when you're giving someone their money back, basically. Yeah. Um, So that's my hope. And I would like to take our, our land back. When Bradley, some of them call him Governor Little took the FEMA money and signed those papers, he gave away nine of our waterways and a whole lot of our land. Mm. He did that illegally. And all of that money is taken illegally. So I have a plan to ensure that Idaho does not get stuck with the, what the Brandon administration is going to come at us with. So there's that. And I want to get our land and our water back. And the last thing I want to focus on is uh, looking at some of the laws that we have in place. I am a geek and I like to read law. And what I've noticed is a lot of the laws say you can't do that. Right. But there's no to have a. Let's say a. uh, A crime to make things a crime, there are certain elements that make up a crime, right? One of which is intent and one of which is malice. Without those, we should not be penalized for taking our child to a holistic doctor for, you know, not following the Western medicine. Um, a lot of, Oh, another thing that I do want to do is bring in holistic practices and Western medicine together and have them have the same weight Mm -hmm. because That's our right. You know, bodily autonomy is huge. We have the right to pick what happens to our body by whom, if anything at all. And so there are different ways to do things. And I think that they should all be just as valid. And so with that being said... That's all I can think of right now.
1: <laughs> That's just going to be my first week. Right? <laughs> what do you, Trump? Your first hundred days.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say this about Trump. Everybody who said before he first won, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people who said, "Oh, you know, Trump. Uh, I wouldn't vote for him. He's arrogant." And I said, "Yeah, he is arrogant." Let me ask you a question. Do you think he's full of himself? Well, of course. Okay. Do you think somebody that arrogant and full of themselves
1: it's gonna let is fail. going
0: to fail? <laughs> I know. Is he truly, if he believes he's going to be the greatest yep. president, do you think he's going to fail?
1: I literally said his ego will not allow him to fail. Yeah, That's exactly. what I would tell people. Yeah. And I was all for that. Yeah, yeah. I came out as an early supporter of Trump because I'm like, he's exactly what we need.
0: I wasn't an early supporter. I
1: was. I wanted Ben Carson until I fell asleep and almost killed our family on the way to Texas driving off the road because he was putting his book was putting us to sleep. And then I put in Crippled America in every chapter. My mom and her are like, who is this guy? He's saying everything we think every chapter. And so we ended up um, being early supporters of him and not Ben Carson. And
0: I started Team Rand Paul.
1: Oh yes! Yeah, well. I
0: heard Rand Paul speak when he came out here with mm-hmm. Raúl Labrador, and yeah.
1: yeah, he's amazing.
0: As soon as he dropped out, I was like, hmm. Mm, now
1: what?
0: And I like trolls too. Like I, I was like, man, I do believe that Trump won't play the game. I do think he'll do exactly what he says because he is that arrogant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Plus, he's a hilarious troll. Like the way that he was beating <laughs> up on Jeb Bush <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> was hilarious. Jeb is a mess. (laughs) He
1: always said it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fake news.
0: (laughs) I do want to ask you another thing. And that's where can people find out more information about you? And also very important, where can people give you money to continue to get your message out?
2: Well, that's a great question. Thank you. I am on Facebook Mm -hmm. on Rosa Martinez, the number four, Idaho. You can find a lot of what I have to say out there. I have a web page, and that is martinez4idaho.com. And on there, you can also find, uh, you can donate there, or you can send a check. The P.O. box or the address is there. And, yeah, the checks are great because there's no fees, so I get the full amount.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, any donation... Big or small are always welcomed. You know, I'm running a grassroots uh, campaign against someone with a lot of money. And, you know, let's face it, that's not where I am. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I have raised quite a bit of money, more than, you know, we thought that I could. And that's just from citizens, you know, that every day you and me, you know, who has realized what a mess Idaho is in and, you know, believing in me. And like I said, I don't go around things. I go through things and I'm not running this race to make friends or make deals with the devil. Um, I'm running this to take Idaho back and give people exactly what we thought we were getting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Good
1: for you. Perfect. And I think it's important that people know where to go on that Secretary of State website, the Mm -hmm. SOS.gov, and look at the Sunshine Report and pull up who these people are. Even if they never uh, heard either one of you, it says so much where people are getting their money from. Who are they going to be beholden to, the people or the big corporations? And so I just want people to know that is a really easy, once you figure out where it is, Secretary of State, go there. And look at the sunshine report and pull up these people. Where are they getting their donations from? It'll tell you everything you ne- need to know about these candidates. In mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah,
0: well, Rosa, you have our absolute mm-hmm. and complete total endorsement here at What's Happening Idaho. Yeah, thank you. And we look forward to seeing your success.
1: Yes. Thank you
2: so much. Thank you for having me, yeah. and I do appreciate it. And I've been, you know, very humbled with all the citizen support, you know, that I've been getting. I never went. For any unions, I never went for any sort of, you know, groups, you Mm -hmm. know, to back me, because I want everyone to know that I work for the people. Mm. That's how our government was founded, you know, of the people for the people. And so I just want to make sure that we get back to that. And that's why I'm running the way I'm running.
1: Yeah, it's good. I know you guys are out there every weekend door knocking and doing stuff. So that's really good. We're
2: actually door knocking every single day. Oh, every day. Every day we're door knocking and Mm -hmm. we're meeting so many great people.
1: Yeah.
2: And we're just, you know, everyone's like, oh, everyone's sleeping. No, they're Mm -hmm. not sleeping. They just don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people just want to get involved. They just don't know how.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: so it's been a lot of fun. And I'm a hermit. I like to be by myself. I don't talk to people normally, except COVID really brought the um, the outside in. Mm-hmm. And so I've, honestly, I've really enjoyed it. And it's every day fun. And it's like Christmas. You never know what you're going to get when they open the door. Mm-hmm. But everything's been positive. I think in the couple thousand doors that we've knocked, mm-hmm. I think we've only had four negatives. Wow. And I think those four negatives... Um, was one because their dogs got out. Oh. And then the other three were just not interested in learning. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but even still, sense. you can't force anything on them. I can only give people the information that I've gathered. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: I want people to know I, when I door knock, um, I tell them, you know, go to kirstenlucas.com. If you live in Canyon County, I've been trying to put everything in one centralized location just because you're right. People do not know where to go. And so if I'm missing anything, I want people to tell me my phone number's on there. And I just think it's important that we make it as simple and clear as possible. So it's good.
0: Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk to you guys again next time.